also do the deep voice. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got it. I sit the newer. So <laughs> I get you one note there also. Um, okay, good morning, everyone. Um, just, uh, yeah, just good morning from my side. My name is Morris. Those of you that do not know me. Um, so we, we are on an um, exciting season of just looking at what type of people we are. Um, and um, just as we sent the poll guys out two weeks ago, and just last week, Mike focused on that we are a worshiping people. And um, so we're busy with this series out of Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. And just before I read that to us, let's just pray together and just commit this time and allow the Lord to come speak to us what He wants to come and speak to our hearts. That He will go beyond what I will say and that He will minister to each heart what is in His heart for individuals. Because He's a personal God. So Father, we just thank You this morning that You, are, you have an appointment with each one of us. Just as the words has gone out, God... You have an appointment with each individual this morning. And we just thank you this morning that we can meet with you and um, just receive from you. So Holy Spirit, will you come and speak to our hearts every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We take it captive right now. We bring it to the obedience and the truth of Jesus. We pray that you will minister to deep, deepest part of our hearts and that you will call out of us that parts that still needs to come out, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So, um, so I just want to read Matthew 28 and just start there. Um, see, are we getting there with the presentation? Cool. So you can just go to the first one. Um, it says, um, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him but some doubted. That's what Mike preached on last week. And then what we're going to focus on is this next, um, next verse, going into verse 19. It says, Then Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, um, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end. Cool. So just verse 18. Or before we go, in verse 19 we see there's a therefore go. Now wherever there's a therefore, there is a, a wherefore before that. <laughs> so there's a therefore and there's some wherefore that therefore is there. And, um, and it says, verse 18, it says, All authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. This is what Je Jesus is saying. Now, um, just to use a Mickey Mouse um, example of trying to, um, do you still know who Mickey Mouse is? Yeah, <laughs> there are some people, yeah. Some of the younger guys are like, who's Mickey Mouse? Um, okay, just some mouse. <laughs> um, and, but it's just, it's a very small kind of example, but to try to explain something very big. Um, but so, who of you, um, could, um, like after yesterday, who, who is the world champions in rugby? <laughs> who is the world champions? We are. Are, can you, are we world champions? Yeah. Woohoo! Who have you played yesterday? <laughs> None of us. <laughs> there was 23 people on the field, 
And um, none of us were there. And, but we are world champions. <laughs> and, and it's almost like Jesus came and said, you know what? I've conquered, the, I've conquered death. I've conquered sin. I've rose from the dead. Now you go. We didn't die on that cross. He did. He paid the ultimate price for us. But we can run with that amazing view and view of who he is, that all authority has been given to him. We can go and make disciples. Now, what I'm speaking about today is about a people who know their God. And if we are a people who know our God, then we will go. Um, just, I'm just thinking there's so much. I saw some of these guys that started playing, um, that started the, the, the World Cup in the first games and got injuries. They were on the stage yesterday getting their med med medallions. And, and, and just like they also got their prize, but they didn't finish. They weren't in the final, but we all, we haven't been there 2,000 years when Jesus died on the cross. But we, in the revelation, in the view of what he has done, we have this great commission to go and tell people of what he has done. Yesterday when I drove away there from, when we come back, and people were hooting in the street, like as if they played. It's like, ah! and all the flags are going, and it's just excitement. We celebrate a team that has won, and it, it was us, even though we didn't play. And Jesus has won, and we have the greatest, greatest message that we can celebrate celebrate and tell everyone about. But what I want to highlight about this thing is, is just in revelation of what he has done, in who our God is, that all authority has been given to, to, to him. Just to give you an example. So what Jesus is actually saying, he says that there is no one or thing with power to limit my freedom to act. What I've done on the cross, there's no one or nothing that has the power to limit what I'm going to do if you go. And I want to parallel that story with, with, with another story that I'm just going to run into. Um, but just before I do that, um, there's a scripture in Daniel 11 verse 32 B, 11 verse 32 B. And it says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Now, Daniel, we all know Daniel. He was the guy in the lion's den. Do you remember from the kids' stories, the Bible, kids' Bible that you read somewhere? Um, that, that Daniel, I, I don't know how many times I've read that, read that story in every kid's Bible. It's like Daniel, the king wanted them to pray to, uh, the, this rule came in that they needed to pray to this king. And Daniel said, no, I'm going to pray to my God. Got thrown into the lion's den. God made him strong. Those who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. Daniel's three, three friends, Salsak, Mielsak, and Apel Enoch, um, they, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, they, um, they said, they were asked to, to bow before this statue of this king. And they said, we're not going to bow. And, um, and, and at that point, they have a conversation with the king. He said, king, our God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. But even if he does not, we will still serve him. 
A people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. Do you know who God is? Because if you know who He is, the Bible says here is that you will be strong and you'll be able to do great things for God. We haven't won, yes, but we will be able to celebrate with. Jesus has won. <laughs> he is giving us this mandate to go into the, all the world and make disciples. Maybe you're not feeling that strong this morning. But I'm telling you, if you can only know who your God is, those who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. So if, if we want to, how do we know who God is? God reveals himself in the scripture through his name. So when he, when, when he reveals himself, he, he, would, he would say what his name is, and that is how he reveal who he is. And I'm going to look at, at one, one portion of Scripture parallel where there's this there's call to go in revelation of who his God is. And this is, happens in Exodus 3, where Moses has this burning bush, bush experience. Um, he's at Mount God, tending to his father-in-law's sheep. And this voice comes out of this burning bush and says, Moses. <laughs> and he says, yes, <laughs> I am the God of, of your fathers, Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. <laughs> Moses fell to the ground with his hand in his, <laughs> his head in his hands. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> and, and God says, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And, um, and then he says this amazing, and then we, I'm just going to, just highlight, there's a lot of reading, so I'll just highlight. So from Exodus 3, verse 7 to 9, you just go one back. So, um, oh yeah, I didn't put that one in. Okay, cool, I'll just say that. Um, so Exodus 3, verse 7 to 9, the Lord said to Moses, I've surely seen the affliction of my people. I've heard and I know their suffering." I've come down to deliver them. I know their oppression. I have seen what my people are going through. And it's almost like God is coming to Joshua and Wellington. He says, I have seen the suffering and oppression of my people. Somewhere there are people out there that do not know me. I've seen. But all authority is in heaven and earth has been given to me, and I want you to go. He comes to Moses and says, Moses, I want you to go. And, and I like this. Like in verse 12, it says, uh, no, sorry, um, at the end of, I think, verse 10, it says, come, I will send you. <laughs> and uh, Moses, he reacts in this funny way. He says, Lord, but who am I? <laughs> that, I, I mean, he knows Pharaoh. He knows what's happening there. I mean, he ran away from, from Egypt. And he knows what the power and the, the majesty of this Egyptians, and he says, God, but who am I? And God says, No, Morris, oh, Morris, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> you know what? Yesterday, I, I actually sometimes people would say my name and then they would say Moses or Morris. So I said, I'm not gonna do it, and I did it just now. Oh, <laughs> all right, sorry. Um, but yeah, no Morris. Um, so God, God tells Moses, um, 
you know what? Um, no, no, it's, it's not about you. I will be with you. It's not about you, Moses. Don't, don't, don't think too much about yourself now. It's about me. I have seen the suffering of my people. I want to do, deliver them. That's, 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 the, that's the point. And then verse 13. So Moses comes with a sneaky kind of question. He says, says to God, suppose I go. Just suppose I go. I, I say yes today. Suppose I go um, to the Israelites and say to them that the God of your father has sent me to you and and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? So he puts this question. And then the next verse it goes, God responds. Okay, just, oh, that thing came in there. The next one. <laughs> there we go. All right. So before God responds, he says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Okay. It's interesting here. God doesn't necessarily first come. And I just imagine this. God would come to Moses. Moses. Moses, go and tell them, I am your deliverer. And they would know one aspect of God being deliverer for the rest. So God had to introduce them to a picture, a view of him that is big enough and strong enough and great enough that would be able to take them through the plagues. That would be able to take them through the Red Sea. With the, 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 the Egyptians running, he had to give them a big enough name of who this God that is going to send you, um, that, that he wants to come and deliver you from Egypt. So he tells him, I am who I am. And, and just that word, I am. So God came to Moses and says, tell them, yeah has sent me to you. That's the Hebrew. It sounds like, oh, has sent me to you. And what it means is, I will be. God's name, of the, it means that he is the one who is and who will be. Not, I am your deliverer. I am your healer. I am your warrior. I will be. And he's like, what does it mean? <laughs> you will be. But he, he's coming and he's saying, you know what? I think, think Revelation. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Right through Scripture, God is, says, I don't, I'm self-existent. I don't need anything to exist. I am God. I am, you can go to the next one. Let me just, I am self-directed. I am in charge. I initiate. I am God. You don't have to 
Be in charge. I am in charge. That's who I am. I'm eternal. I've been there forever, and I will be there forever. In Revelation, they would say, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty was and is and is to come. He is self-sufficient. He is present. He's unchanging. I don't know if you, some of you that maybe as we go into this new season with, with, the, um, with the Paul plant, it's, who of you like change? <laughs> when things change around, Nick likes it. He's, that's an exception. <laughs> who doesn't like change? Most of us, nah. Who of you, when you heard the news that we are going to plant a church in, in Paul, God, <gasps> no. <laughs> it is the change is coming. I don't like it. Because why? Because it's a fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Who's going to go? You feel, I have no say in this. <laughs> I feel uncertain. I feel insecure. There's fear. There's, there's all these things. And you know what? I've been part of this congregation for 18 years. November, this, I, I arrived here 18 years ago in November as a young, not after the order, um, <laughs> young man and just, just going for God. And I, in this 18 years that I've been here, I have seen so many changes happening. One constant thing through 18 years was there was a lot of change. I saw the change of leadership a few times. I saw the change when we actually sent out our first church plant to the UK and Bishop Auckland, Jean-Pierre and Nadia Damas. You won't even know who they are. I was there that morning when we sent them out to go and plant a church in, in the UK. I was there that, that morning when we sent out a team to Taiwan to go and plant a church. I saw that I was there, and a lot of change. We saw some of, we saw students coming in and going over this past eight. There was a lot of change. Uh, uh, hi, welcome to Wellington. Goodbye. <laughs> we, we received, and we sent out a lot of change. I was there that day when, when we decided to join in with Josh Jen. When First Love Church got a marriage in a sense with, with, with joining the bigger family. I was there. There was a lot of change, a lot of things. And it was constant. But one thing that was so much more constant in this whole time is he did not change. And he will not change as we embark on this adventure with what the Lord has for us as a congregation going forward. But a people who know they God will be secure enough in change that they will not be moved. They will be strong. They will be strong because of who He is. And He's present. So, uh, just interesting, I, I read this thing. It's like, it would be funny if Moses go to this people and says um, this thing um, of, I will be has sent me to you. <laughs> I think it would be funny. But God comes in verse 15. He says, God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, the Lord, and all in capital letters. This is Yahweh. Not, no more Echye. Now, the Lord, Yahweh, which we know, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, my name by which I, 
will be, which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. And this, this word, and just in the verb, in the Hebrew, it means he will be. Tell the people that he will be. First, and then comes your deliverer. Before, you know what? We sometimes shrink God to, to, to a view that, is, that we can control. It's like, have you, have you watched those movies? I was a kid when it got out. Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> now, in some way, we tell the world, hey, honey, I've shrunk God to something that is, that is, that is comfortable, that we can deal with, that, we, that is small enough that we can we understand it, that we can figure it out. Hey, I've shrunk God to be so small that it's, it's easy enough to understand. He is not to be shrunk into a little box. We cannot define him. We cannot describe him. He is other. He is big. He is mighty. So before we start serving an aspect of who he is, we need to know that he will be forever and ever. He was forever. He is who he is. We cannot put into words. You know what? I tried in this week to find a little line that will be able to define and just describe this I will be. It's like, what? How do, I, how do I explain this thing? How do, and it's just you cannot. He is so big. He is so mighty. And I love this one um, line that I, I saw. It's like as if I would say he will be. It means um, it, there's an immediacy, immediacy and a presence about it. But it says he will be present uh, yeah, the previous one, sorry. I just t- told her to follow me. <laughs> so she's being a good disciple this morning. <laughs> All right. So he will be present and accessible near to those who call on him for deliverance, forgiveness, and guidance. He will be. You might say this morning, Morris. My marriage is struggling. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I want to I say what God told Moses to say. My marriage is, I am. There's so much power. I'm struggling with my finances. I'm just, I'm just not getting breakthrough. I am. I don't get friends. I, I'm, I'm socially awkward. I don't get into the groups. I am with you. I'm afraid, Lord, to go and share my faith. I'm afraid to go and make disciples. I am. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go. I will be with you. I am is his name that is, that is breathed over us. You know, this name is so holy. Um, Ken will know, but if they, if they wrote this, his name, his personal name, with, with a feather pen, I, I imagine that's what, what it was at that stage, they actually would break the thing and not write another word after that because of the holiness of his name. They won't actually say it, just, it is just who God is. He is other. 
He is not like us. We cannot put him in a box. I love how Isaiah put it in Isaiah 44 verse 6. If we can read that. It says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and the last. I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Besides me, there is no God. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? We cannot. He's other. He's big. He is the great I am. He is first. He is last. He is great. Next one. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. There is no one like me. He is big. He is amazing. God is far beyond our greatest imagination. God is off the scale of our comparison. God is other. God is God. He is your God. Before He is your healer. Before He is your provider. Don't just serve aspects of who He is. Serve Him. Don't just serve Him because He provides for you. Serve Him. I love how this one guy says this. He says, we come to God. When we come to God, we submit to God. We don't describe God. We don't define God. We bow before God. We don't have to understand you, God. We submit to you, God. You are not like us. And the thing is, if we're going to have a big view of God, like Daniel, we will be a people that is strong, and do great things because it will be about him. Moses thought, who am I? God says, no, 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 Moses. It, it is about me. I am sending you. And, you know, in Exodus 3, it's the first time that God actually sort of revealed what I am means. Previous time, they would use his name. But it's the first time, actually, that he would try to explain. And the best way, because says, I will be <laughs> I am God. I, there's no one like me. So how do we respond to his name? How do we respond to who he is? I think we started with it last week, and, that's, and I'm in the, in the final strides of closing. Um, it says, firstly, we respond by praising his name. Moses fell with his face in his hands. He's like, oh. It's holy ground. There's somebody speaking out of a bush. It is like he is just not like anything I've seen ever before. And this is this praise. And I want to read the scripture, Psalm 145. Let's just go one down. Let me say all three of them, and then I'll go through the scriptures. So how do we respond to, to, to who he is and his names? We praise his name. We trust in his name. We call on his name. And there's many others, but I thought I'll cap it there for today. <laughs> so let's just go through some scriptures. 
It says, Psalm 145, verse 1. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever. He's all, to, you don't have to go, just keep it there. He's altogether glorious, unequaled in splendor, all-powerful, beyond the grab of human reasoning, far beyond, beyond the loftiest scientific mind, is inexhaustible, is immeasurable, is unfathomable, eternal, immortal, and invisible. He is God. Now, that is a bunch of huge names. <laughs> when I, I read that, I have to go and read each one through the dictionary. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's just so big for my normal brain. It's like, I just know he, me, she, <laughs> all those easy words. But it's just like he is so, so big. And we cannot other, other but respond to him in praise and worship him. That's how we respond. We respond to this big God, not trying to understand him. We worship Him. We bow before Him. The second thing, that we aware how we respond to His name. We trust in His name. Isaiah 50, verse 10b, it says, Let him who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on His God. Let him who walks in the dark and who has no light, trust in the name of of his God. Do you trust God? Or that you seek after an aspect of him and it didn't come through? And we want to describe, we want to define, we want to put God in a box. Sometimes when we see God just as one aspect and it doesn't happen like we, we imagine, we, we don't see the bigger picture. And, and, and he just comes, do you trust me? Do you trust me when it's dark? Do you trust me when, I, when you can't see, when there's no light? A people who know their God will be strong. It's important that we understand that we know God so that we can trust God. In view of who he is, and we know that we can trust him, that he is amazing. You don't have to move on. I'll just read another scripture. Psalm 20, verse 7. I'm just going to read it. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in the strength of man and what man brings, but we will trust in the name of our Lord God. Faith, and it's amazing how this theme came through this whole morning about faith and trusting God. And, and it's, it's, like, it's like, that's the, the basic thing beyond just praising Him. That, like what we can do is just, yeah, it's true. <laughs> we trust you, God. We believe. We put our faith in who you say you are. And, um, and it's, it's like I've realized that faith causes you to leap into the unknown. Fear causes you to dive. <laughs> a people who know their God will be strong and leap. <laughs> people who don't know their God will dive and sit in anxiety and a lot of things. We are called to live lives that are bigger than ourselves, do 
play, go places where we have not been because of who He is and what He has for this valley, what He wants to come and do through each one of us. He has a plan for us. And the last one, call on His name. Psalm 105 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. It's like Elijah who, who said, You call on your God. Baal prophet, he said to the Baal prophets, You call on your God. You call on Him. But I will call on my God who answers by fire. <laughs> who would rather call on a God that answers by fire? He is just, he is just so big. And He is not... It's just like, are you going to call in this season upon His name? Are you going to call on who He is? I don't know where you are at this stage in your life. What is the things that you are facing? But will you call on His name? Will you first praise His name? Will you trust in His name? Will you call on His name and proclaim the deeds among the people. Romans 10 verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's just call. <laughs> call upon His name. 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 He is amazing. Call upon His name. A people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. But we'll have to call upon who He is. I just want to close with that this morning. And I want each one of you just to pray, close your eyes and just pray with me. Please. And in a moment, we're going to praise His name. We're going to together praise His name. But I want to create a moment for us to call upon His name. To call upon His name. Maybe you are in a very tough situation at this moment. And you want to call out on the one who delivered. Like the, the, the Israelites were in Egypt. And they were calling on God. They were crying out for deliverance. They were crying on God. God. And God has heard them. Maybe this morning you need to cry out to God and say, God, I'm crying out to you. I'm humbling. I'm trusting. I'm first going to trust upon your name that you are not like what I think you are. And I'm just going to believe that you are good. I'm just going to believe your name. I'm going to believe who you are, who you say you are. And I'm going to trust you this morning. And I'm going to call upon your name. So I want to give an opportunity this morning. I don't know. I don't know what... The area is necessarily that you feel you want to call upon God. But if there's an area that you want to call upon God, maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's just situation of your children. Maybe it's, it's a work situation. Will you, in some way, where you are, respond to God and say, God, I'm calling upon your name. Can we do that for a moment? And then we're going to praise God together. Just respond in a way. You can stand, you can kneel, whichever way. You just respond to God. Say, God, 
call upon your name. Yahweh, I will be. Just call on his name. You want to lift your hands? Just, but you have to do something, not just sit. If you want to call upon his name, do something to respond to this. I, I do feel that you have to do something. I don't want to say stand or kneel or whatever, but whatever you have to do, if you want to come to the front, if you want to call on his name in that, this way, respond in some way. It says, God, you are God, and I am not. This situation seems very big, but I know you are God. You say a people who know you will be strong. So I call upon you for strength right now. I call upon you for for, for healing. I call upon you. Maybe your body is sick right now. Maybe you're trusting Him for healing. Will you call upon His name for that healing? Maybe you're trusting for a breakthrough. Call upon His name. Can Just where you are, just start calling out to God. If we all do it together, nobody's going to feel awkward. So just call out to God. Cry out to God. Let your prayers rise to the Lord. Let your prayers go to God. Just God, we call out to you. We call on the one who's faithful. The God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. The God that was even before Abram. We call on the one that is big. That we that is just so mighty, so great. We call on your name. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are our healer. You are our banner. You are our deliverer. We call on you, God. We call on you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just keep on calling. Just keep on calling on His name. Call on His name. Call on His name. Call on His name. Thank you, Father. You heard the cry of the the Israelites in Egypt, God. Lord, will you hear the cry of each one crying out to you right now? Will you bring deliverance? Will you bring healing? Will you set free, God, of addiction? That you will come and set free of addictions, God, that, we, that people can't shake off, God. Your name. Lord, maybe someone's asking you, God, how can I deal with this addiction? We want to say over that addiction, I am. I am is able to set you free. We want to say over broken relationships, I am. I am can heal that relationship. Lord, we want to say over sickness in body, we want to say that I am who heals can heal that body in the name of Jesus. So right now we trust you for healing to come to every sick body. If you're trusting the Lord for healing, just lift your hand where you are. Just lift your hand, trusting the Lord for healing. Lord, right now, every hand that is lifted, that are trusting you for healing, we come against that sickness in the name of Jesus, and we trust you right now that you will come and that you will heal those bodies in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you are our healer. We bless you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. And maybe you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus. You have not given your life to Him. The Bible says that if you call upon His name, you will be saved. If you're stuck in your sin this this morning, if you're stuck and you just can't get out of it, your sin is overwhelming you, it is just like you can't get free of these things, there's only one name that you can call, and that's Jesus. He's able to save. So I want to give an opportunity this morning. If you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time, you want to say, Jesus, here I am. I'm calling upon your name. I'm calling upon your name. Will you come and save me? Just lift your hand where you are, then I can pray with you. Anyone trusting the Lord for salvation this morning to be saved? 
Anyone, anyone. It's Him that is drawing. Not, not just me because I'm saying this. You will know He's drawing you right now. You will know that He's drawing you right now. I just want to pray one more time just for these things and just bring it before the Lord. Lord, we thank you right now that, that you say that, that the people who know their God will be strong, will be strong. And I, Lord, when you spoke this, when Daniel prophesied this, he, he was prophesying about a king that's going to be very bad. And you told your people, if you know me, you will be strong. And you will do great things. You will stand. You will be firm. Lord, I pray this morning, there might be many adversaries that's coming against your people right now. It may be things that they're facing. But Father, you say, if you know me, you will be strong. Father, I pray that from this day, that strength will be found in the name of our God. Then who you are, God, that we will proclaim and trust in your name, God. Can we just stand together as a, as a church and say, Lord, in this new season, we trust in your name. Lord, we trust you that in this time, God, that we will be a people that know our God and that we will go and do the things that you want to do in this valley, God. Lord, I trust you for that. I trust you that you will come and activate that you will come and wake up sleepy hearts, that you will wake up complacency and, and, and drawing back right now and wake up a people that will trust their God and will know their God and go where He is sending them. Lord, we trust you right now for that. Wake us up, God. Wake us up as a church, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I've heard it said this week by Reinhard Bonnke. It says, God can sit every person free from the deepest pit of darkness and, and set them free. But He cannot save you out of the comfiness of your chair. <laughs> he, you need to get out of that chair. You need to get out of that comfort zone and call upon His name. So this morning, Lord, we trust You that we will not be a church that sit in the comfort of our ourselves and, and just looking for a God that we shrink to a level that is comfortable for us. But God, will you come and show us the bigger, bigger picture of you that we will be a church that as Matthew 28 says, is that we will go in view of what you have done on the cross. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we praise God together? Do you want to? Cool. Go for it. So let's just praise His name together and just give Him glory.